Do you want your audience, whether it's live or virtual, excited to hear you speak even before you take the stage? Well, if the answer is yes, you're in the right place. In today's episode, you're going to learn the Crazy Good Talks four-step formula for writing an introduction so riveting, your audience will be primed and excited to hear what you have to say even before you take the stage. Let's get to it. First, let's define what I mean by introduction. Your introduction is what your host says about you to introduce you as a speaker. And why does the right introduction matter? What, why does what they say matter? After all, like, you know, they're not delivering your presentation. The reason why this is important is that's the moment your presentation starts. See, most people think their presentation starts when they start speaking, when they take the stage, but it actually starts when your host starts introducing you. See, how they introduce you sets the tone for your entire speech. And if you want to grab people from their phones, your introduction needs to be compelling so they are locked and loaded on you once you do start talking. I once had an audience member say, when I heard your introduction, I put away what I was doing and I thought, this is going to be different. He knew that just from the introduction that the host read. You want that. Now, before we go on, one thing I want to mention is that you want to be in charge of your introduction. Please, 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 please never allow people to introduce you the way they think they should introduce you. This should be carefully controlled by you, meaning you actually write the introduction yourself, you email it to your host, and you print out and bring a copy with you if you're going to a live event. And when you get there, you make sure they have the right version. And if they don't, you hand them your introduction. Okay. So you want to make sure you control that entire, that entire experience. So before we go into how to write this type of crazy good introduction, let's talk about what an introduction is not. An introduction is not a bio. Okay, Deirdre. So what's the difference? Actually, Patrice, what do you think the difference is between an introduction and a bio? Well, I want to know what you're going to do for me. I don't know. I mean, I could read your bio, but I want to know what you're going to do for me in the talk. Yeah, exactly. So the, so the bio is typically a list of your credentials. It's just, it's kind of a laundry list of who you are, what you've done, your certifications, your schooling, your blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's not important at some level, right? Like people do eventually might want to know your credibility, but that's not what you want to lead with in, in a speech because that will actually bore people and it will not connect emotionally. So your bio should only be used in print, so when someone asks me for an introduction, I say to them, okay, I'm going to send you two items. I'm going to send you an introduction. This is what you're going to read before I take the stage. And I'm going to send you a bio. The bio should only be used in print, say, maybe on your website or on a, an event page to talk about who I am. Okay. So that's the difference between the two. And your introduction should not be boring. I know you think you're the most interesting person on earth and you probably are, right? <laughs> but 
you don't want it to be boring. And where it gets boring is if it's a long laundry list of your credentials and life experience. So, so we need to just have this let's mindset tweak that the introduction is actually mostly about your audience and a little bit about you. We'll get into that more in a few minutes because I know that sounds a little confusing. But first, Patrice, let's go ahead and let's demonstrate what a typical quote unquote introduction sounds like, a boring introduction. And if you're listening, please do not tune out. This might be the most boring 30 seconds you have spent all day. (laughs) <laughs> and that's okay. We, we're, we're trying to make a point here. We're trying to bore you, but I think you're going to get the point after you hear this. So just bear with us as Patrice introduces me in the way that most people are introduced when they give a presentation. Dear Dravan Nest is a top-rated international keynoter, speech and story strategist, and the founder of Crazy Good Talks, a company devoted to giving financial professionals the tools and strategies needed to effortlessly make emotional connections with their ideal clients. She is also the host of the Crazy Good Talks podcast, the author of the book Fire Your Fear, and co-author of the Amazon best-selling book World Class Speaking in Action. In addition to all these wonderful credentials, she is a certified fearless living coach. She has a master's degree in occupational therapy and a BA in communications from Boston College. Of course, by now, what I've just said really doesn't matter because you're probably bored and have already tuned out. And if you haven't tuned out, you must be thinking, wow, she really thinks a lot of herself. When is this introduction going to end? I have things to do. I'm here to get great content, not a laundry list of Deirdre's accomplishments. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, it's, perfect. perfect. It's terrible. I mean, that's just like, who wants to hear all that? And it's just so like, puff me up, puff me up. Right. I mean, like no, nobody, nobody cares about that. Okay. So that is an example of exactly what not to do. So let's talk about what to do. What makes up a crazy good introduction. So the first thing is the length. This should be no more than 30 to 60 seconds. And it's 30 to 60 seconds. It's an overview, if you will, of what your audience will get from listening to you speak, what your audience will, will get if they actually take your advice and implement the strategies you give them. So the introduction is partly about you but mostly about them. And I know that sounds really strange since this isn't this is something introducing you, but I'm going to have Patrice read you my current one of my current introductions and as she's reading it, why don't you just think about what makes this introduction different, vastly different from what you just heard Patrice read, the one I said not to do. And then I'm going to break this down so you know exactly how to craft one of these for yourself. If you'd like to connect more deeply and impact more lives when you express yourself, you're in the right place. Deirdre Van Nest is a top-rated international keynoter, speech and story strategist, and creator of the Crazy Good Talks Blueprint, a speaking, writing, and storytelling program that has taught thousands of professionals how to effortlessly make emotional connections with their ideal clients. Her number one goal for being here today is to help you help more people. Please welcome Deirdre. 
All right. Yay. Big difference, right, Patrice? (laughs) I'm excited to hear talk because I know I'm going to get something good, right? It's not just some arrogant speaker who thinks a lot of themselves and made me sit through uh, 90 seconds of her entire life. What was the difference, Patrice? I'm going to go, I'm going to like point out part by part, but just as as you were reading it and and you were feeling into it, what, what felt different to you? What felt different is I'm talking to the audience. I'm telling them, what you are going to get as the audience, what you yeah. are going to get today. Yeah. And this is the person who's going to give it to you. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I know this is like, this is maybe hard, a little hard to swallow as a, if you're a speaker or a content creator, but w- when, when you're communicating your message, whether it's live, like, you know, as a human being speaking or it's digitally, you have to realize you're not there to deliver a speech. You're not there to write an article. Like this is not about you. It's always about how you can serve the people that you're communicating with. And so if you keep that in mind, it's a lot easier to write an introduction that is going to be engaging and interesting to the audience. So let's break down the four-part formula of creating your crazy good introduction. Okay. So the overarching theme, I just want to give us like an overarching theme is that you want to create your Um, intro so that it's audience focused. So that's the theme. It's audience focused. So part one, use the word you right away in the introduction. Use the word you. The word you second to somebody's name, like if I said Patrice, that's going to make you kind of tune in the fastest Patrice. But if I said you, that's kind of the second fastest, Mm -hmm. right? It's either the person's name, which you can't do when you're in an audience. You can't be calling out people's names. So use the word you. There's actually brain science that shows it's very hard to ignore someone asking you a you-based question, like really hard. And so we want to use how our brains work on our side as presenters, okay? So ask some sort of question or make some sort of statement that has the word you in it. So I'm going to read you my first sentence. And it's, if you'd like to connect more deeply, see that if you'd, it's the second word. If you'd like to connect more deeply and impact more lives, when you express yourself, you're in the right place. I use it three times in one sentence. I'm not saying you have to use it three times, but you can. And, and the more you say it, the more they're going to pay attention. So you want to start with a you-focused statement or a you-focused question. That's step number one. Step number two, when you're crafting this intro, is to ask yourself, what will my audience be able to do as a result of hearing my presentation? So I'm going to say that again. And if you're driving, please don't write this down. Just come back to this. What will my audience be able to do as a result of listening to my presentation? And then you're going to brainstorm ideas and you're going to brainstorm two different types of ideas. First, you're going to jot down all of the benefits they will receive from listening to your presentation and actually taking your advice and putting it into action. Okay, just like free flow, brainstorm a list of benefits and come up with at least three or four. Then you're going to look at the other side of the coin and you're going to brainstorm the pain points they will avoid by listening to your presentation and taking your advice. So, a benefit, I'll just throw something out here. For me, when I speak, a benefit is that you will make a quick emotional connection 
with your ideal clients, right? That's a benefit. The flip side of that is when you speak, people will pay attention to you and not their phones. The pain is people paying attention to their phones. Or when you speak, you will not bore people. Okay. So you're either talking about the benefits they get or the pain they will avoid and just brainstorm three or four of those. Then pick the two to three, and you might have to guess, but I think if you tune into who your ideal client is and and who you're going to be talking to, you can probably take a fairly educated guess on which of these benefits and which of these pain points is going to ideal, is going to appeal most to this audience. Okay. And then you're going to build those benefits and pain points and or pain points into the introduction. Okay. So for example, if you'd like to connect more deeply, so that's one benefit and impact more lives, that's the second benefit, you're in the right place. Okay. So list the benefits and the pain points right away in that first or second sentence, along with the word you. Patrice, do you think our listeners will have any questions based on anything I just said before we move on? I want to make sure what I'm saying is clear. No, I think it's very clear. The, okay. The, the pain points, the pain points take a minute to think about, but as you say, it, it comes to you. And then you've got to look at the audience that you're dealing with too. But my question to you is, what about the credentials? Which ones should you use? Should you use any? Yeah, I love that about the credentials. I'm going to go there in one second. I want to go back to one thing because a question that I just thought of that, you, that that someone might have is, well, do I use benefits or pain points? How do I know which to use? And there's there, this is where the art comes in. There, there's no rule. There's no you should or shouldn't do this. This is knowing your audience, playing around with it, and, and seeing what you think will appeal to them. Okay. So I, what I wouldn't do, here's what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do, if you did, let's say, three I wouldn't do mostly pain points. I would make sure, like I would err on the side of, let's say you had three of these, two benefits and one pain point or one benefit, one pain point. But I wouldn't go over the top on sort of the negative side of things. I think a lot of people don't respond well to that. And it starts to look like maybe a fear tactic. You, you, that's not what you want to do. So if you're going to err on one side or the other, I'd err to the benefits versus the pain points. But that's not to say pain points can be very, very powerful. I don't want you to be afraid to use them. I just don't want you to overuse them. They're sort of like the salt. You kind of want to sprinkle in a little bit because a little bit goes a long way. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay, great. So step one is you're going to use that word you right away in the ideally the first sentence. Step two is you're going to ask yourself the question, what are they going to be able to do as a result of listening to my presentation? And then you're going to do a brainstorming exercise where you're going to jot down benefits and pain points, and you're going to pick the top two or three, and you're going to incorporate them into that first or second sentence. Step three, to your point, Patrice, are your credentials. So yeah, I mean, listen, you probably have a list of, I don't know, dozens of things you've achieved in your life, right? And and probably like 10 things you're really, really proud of that you could put in the introduction. You don't want to do that. That's where we get into the boring, boring laundry list and people start tuning out and paying attention to their phone. See, I'm using a pain point here. So we don't want that. So what you're going to do is you're going to pick between two and four, and I kind of like three, but we'll go with two and four, relevant of the most relevant credentials 
for this topic and this particular audience. So you want to make sure you have a credential that's going to show why you are credible to speak on this topic. So you can do one or two and a credential that also shows why you are credible with this particular audience. Okay. So for example, I have in mind, hold on, let me get to it. Deirdre Van Est is a top rated international keynoter, speech and story strategist, and creator of the Crazy Good Talks Blueprint, a speaking, writing, and storytelling program that has taught thousands of financial professionals how to, and then I go back into benefits, effortlessly make emotional connections with their ideal clients. So I pick international keynoter because I am standing on a stage presenting to them. So I want them to know this is not my first rodeo. I, you know, I speak around the world. I've spoken to a lot of audiences and I'm, I'm, I'm credible as a keynoter. So I put that in there. A lot of times I am teaching storytelling or I'm talking about how to stand out and own the room on a stage. So they need to know I'm a speech and story strategist. That gives me a credential there. And then I talk about helping thousands of financial professionals. And so I put in that word financial when I'm standing in front of financial advisors so they know I know them, right? I'm not just a generalist. If I'm speaking to entrepreneurs, then I would say entrepreneurs. I mean, don't put it in if it's not true, but as long as it's true, tailor that credential to that particular audience as much as possible. And leave out the things that they really don't care about. They might be achievements to you. But for example, I have a master's degree in occupational therapy. When I'm speaking in front of financial professionals or entrepreneurs, I I don't tell people I have a master's degree in occupational therapy. Patrice, why don't you're smiling? Why don't I tell them that? (laughs) Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's great that I'm educated. It does not matter to them. It doesn't show that that any any level of expertise for this subject matter. Now, here's the difference though. If I speak in front of healthcare, let's say I get invited to speak in front of anybody in the healthcare sphere, anybody, you bet I'm going to say I have a master's degree in occupational therapy. All of a sudden that credential gets put in and then I'm going to maybe throw out a different credential. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Should you limit the number of credentials? Yeah, I, I think four is really the max. Yeah. And, and three is even better. But four is like, you, if you go more than four, you're now you're pushing it. It's starting to get into this. And people are going to get lost. They're not listening probably after the third one, maybe even after the second one, quite honestly. So yeah. I, I think somewhere between, you know, I think three is just such a solid number. But if you have to, you could put in that fourth one. Credentials. Would you say? They better be good credentials. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, really think about what's going to pack the most punch for this audience and this topic. That's how you want to be thinking. And don't be afraid to switch them out. Like, you might have different intros, and I do, for different audiences and different topics. So, this isn't a one size fits all. I do switch them out and, and I might put a different credential in. Okay. 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 Great. So, let's go to the fourth and final piece of this 
introduction. And that is, I'm going to give you a choice here again. And this is where the art comes in. I, I really don't, I, I can't say one is better than the other. It's, I've used both of them and you just play around with it and see what works best for you. I liked my last line to either be, and I'll, I'll, I'll read mine again so you can hear what I'm, what I'm saying, but I like it to either be my number one reason for being here. I like to really punctuate why I'm there or something personal that is maybe endearing or funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or like really interesting. So right now I have been writing my introductions with the number one goal. So my last line right now in all my introductions says her number one goal for being here today is to help you help more people. Again, I really want to land on something about them and something that I know they are going to be excited about doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the other thing you could do though, and I did this for quite a long time. And then I switched to this. And again, I didn't really have like a particular reason. I just wanted to try something different was I ended with something personal about me. So I would say something like after I got through the credentials, I would say something like, and on a personal note, Deirdre is an Italian, Irish, New Yorker living in Minnesota, where she tries hard not to scare people with her loud voice and enthusiastic hand gestures. (laughs) And that always got a smile or a laugh in the audience. Please welcome Deirdre, right? So I had one, one of my colleagues had something like, on a personal note, Patrice has 150 pairs of glasses that she matches to her different (laughs) outfits every day. I mean, I thought that was interesting. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, maybe you've climbed Mount Everest. I don't know. You could do something funny, something interesting. So play around with this, but make that last line either like, here's why I'm here. I'm so excited to give this to you or just, just something that makes you more human. And, um, and that's it. So that's the four step formula. Let me say it one more time. If you're like me, you really like a roadmap and you want it laid out all together. So the overarching principle is that it's the intro is mostly about them and partly about you. And so that means your thought process is this is about the audience. It's audience focused. Okay. The first thing you're going to do, step one is use the word you right away. You focus statement or question. The next is you're going to ask the question, what would people, what will people be able to do as a result of listening to my presentation? And then you're going to go on that brainstorming exercising of the benefits and the pain points. You're going to pick two to four and you're going to put them in the introduction. Then you're going to put in the credentials, three to four credentials that are relevant to the topic and to the audience. And then finally, you're going to add something personal to wrap it up, or you're going to add the number one reason why you are there today. And then the last thing that you will add to your introduction is please welcome Patrice, please welcome Deirdre, whatever your name is, you're going to add please welcome. And that is the four-step formula, the Crazy Good Talks four-step formula for creating an introduction that gets people excited to hear you even before you take the stage. Now, and Patrice, if you think there's any follow-up questions that people are thinking, let me know. But one thing I I do want to add, if you have a name like Deirdre that nobody ever says correctly... (laughs) (laughs) do yourself a favor. And at the top of the introduction, write out how to phonetically say your name. Mm. Your host will be so thankful and you're going to feel better. There's something about when someone says your name wrong, 
and they're introducing you, there's just a little chink in the confidence, Patricia. You're shaking your head. Do you do you do you get that? There's something- I get that because people will say Pat. No, I bet they do. My name is not Pat. It right, Patrice. Yes, and how do you feel when they do that? I mean, not happy. Yeah, it just feels. I don't know. It. it, it there's just something. It just does something. I yeah. think subconsciously, even if even if you don't even notice it, it just does a little something to your energy level because you know there's a mistake made and you kind of want to correct it, but you're not going to correct it. And it, it just don't do that to yourself. And then don't make your host struggle with your very difficult name. Put it at the top. And so what I say is Deirdre is pronounced. And then I say D-E-A-R dash D-R-A. Mm-hmm. And I put it in red. And then the rest of the intro is in black. It stands out. And people pronounce my name correctly. I didn't do that for the first few years. And when I finally did it, I'm like, duh. Like, why <laughs> did I not think of this earlier? <laughs> So I want to give my listener, you, my listener, the, the heads up there. Okay, cool. So anything you think people might be thinking, or you, you feel like we, we got this covered, Patrice? My only question would be, you write this, should you test it on people you know, or should you just go with your gut? Uh, you know what? I, I got to say, I don't know if this is like, I feel like, am I a bad speaker and bad keynoter? I don't tend to test things on people. It makes me nervous. Hmm. I, I am not a good tester. I, I just find when I start getting a lot of people's opinions, it gets me more confused. And so other than my own speaking coach um, or people that actually like friends of mine that have trained with me, who I know kind of know what we're doing, I might, I might test some things on them. So I'm kind of hedging here. I think it depends on the person. I think that's a really individual choice. I think if, yeah, I think if you're not certain and you're just starting out and you're writing, it's probably not a bad idea to test it just to make sure what you're saying is clear. Yes. And people understand what you're saying. So I I do, I do like that. But if you're like me, where that gets you even more nervous and more confused, then I don't know. Well, you've, you've done this. You know what you're talking about. You know where you want to go with it. True. May not actually know what they want to say. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm just thinking, uh, yeah, probably back in the day when I was starting out, I did do more testing than I do I do now. I do most of my testing now when I have like a high stakes presentation. Not that they're not all important because they are, but if I'm kind of trying something new, right? It's something I haven't done before. I will I'll r- run it past a few, you know, trusted people. Um uh, but yeah, I, okay, I'm going I'm going to answer yes then. I like I like what you're saying. I think testing it out and 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 what you can do is, is say to say to somebody, hey, would this get you excited to hear me speak? Good point. Very good. Right? Good question. And that's yeah. yeah, that's what you're looking for is like, hey, would this get you excited to hear me speak? And if they're like, yeah, that's great, or yeah, I got a little bored with those credentials. I don't really understand this or that. Mm-hmm. Then then you can go back to the drawing board. But really remember to keep this between 30 and 60 seconds. And that's going to help you. That's going to help you be brief. I mean, 60 is really, you're pushing the max at 60 seconds. Yeah. Yes. Would you agree? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. They're okay. Waiting, they're waiting for you to come on stage. Yeah. Coming. Well, come on, get out here. Talk to us. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm going to give a little bonus tip here. So one of the things that I do while I'm being introduced, now this is going to sound corny and goofy, but it's just what I do and it works, is I am looking at the audience while they are hearing my introduction. And I'm looking at as many people's eyes. They're not looking at me usually. I mean, they might glance over at me. So it's not like I'm looking at them to get eye contact. I'm looking at as many people's eyes as possible so I can take in 
more human eyes. And I am saying to them silently, I love you. I'm excited to serve you. I love you. Let me serve you. I love you. Let me serve you. I'm excited to be with you. Like I am transmitting that message and kind of soaking up their energy and their humanity as I am waiting to go on stage. And that puts me in a really grounded, powerful, but not powerful, like, oh, power over, but Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like a grounded, very like powerful servant kind of leadership role, if that makes sense. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. And, and so people have said to me, oh my gosh, those, those, those 30 seconds or 60 seconds where someone's reading your introduction, like those can be the most nerve wracking. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be scared, that's the place where you're going to likely be the most scared. And so I have found that's actually the place that I get most excited because of what I'm focusing on. So really watch what you're focusing on when someone is reading your introduction. If you are focusing on, oh my gosh, that guy in the third row has his arms crossed. Oh my gosh, the woman in the back is asleep. Oh my gosh, they're going to hate me. What are they going to think of me? Blah, blah, blah. You're going to be a mess when you get up there. Yeah. Instead, if you focus on, I am so happy to be here. And, and so let, let's say you're on a virtual and you can't look at people in the eye. Then I'll, th- I'll be thinking something like, I am so happy to be here. I cannot wait to love on these people. I cannot wait to give them this content. I can't wait to bring value to their lives. That's what I want to recommend you be thinking while someone's reading your introduction. And you're going to like hop up on that stage or you're going to like get up on that virtual platform with a little spring in your step and, and the audience will feel it. Yes. Deirdre, wrapping up, how can people find you? How can they reach you? Yeah. So I would love to hear from you. The simplest way is to go to my website, crazygoodtalks.com and click the start a conversation button. Um, That's how we can get connected and stay tuned. Like we'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast. There's more coming. We're committed to giving you actionable strategies that you can use to connect emotionally with your ideal clients. And if you find value and would pass us along to a friend or give us a review, we would be super, super grateful. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 